It will be a tough road test Saturday night for MJ Morris and the Wolfpack. How will they get it done? We got the keys. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Happy Thursday to all. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle, Kenton Gibbs. Today will be a Fan Thursday instead of a Fan Friday. We have coordinated a Locked On crossover episode with J.J. Jackson of Locked On Blue Devils, so that will drop for everyone on Friday, taking you into the game Saturday night in Durham. While we're speaking about the game Saturday night in Durham, Kenton and I will be in the house at Wallace Wade so we will be recording our post-game reactions live from the Duke Press Box at the conclusion of the game. So be sure to check us out, as always. And please be aware, we're also going to the post-game press conference before uh, the live. So this live will start a little bit later. It'll start potentially 45 minutes to an hour after the game's conclusion. But we are going live uh, that night. And we know it's going to be late. We know it, it, the kickoff is at 8 p.m. So the game probably won't be done till 10, 30, 11 and then the press conferences won't be done till maybe midnight or so, um, 11.30, midnight or so. But stick with us. Stick with us because we're we're going to include quotes um, directly from the uh, the post-game press conference. Yeah, we'll make it worth the wait. It will be a late one, but if you're still up and you got some things to get off your chest, we'll be a uh, an avenue for you to vent, as always. But now let's get into our Fan Thursday with some of our top comments of the week. Our first one comes from Jay Gardner Pack. They say MJ's ability to throw the deep ball accurately really opens up the offense. Yes, this is a lot of what we were talking about last week heading into the Marshall game. At that time, we were hoping that MJ's deep ball accuracy would be opening up the offense and then simply rolled out there and showed us exactly what we were talking about. The ability to take the top off the defense with a Terrell Timmons like we saw both last week and a few times last year what we lacked in our previous quarterbacking play in the beginning of the season we now have an mj morris and that really makes us a dynamic offense when we get things clicking yeah i thought we agree and i think what's even more important than his deep ball ability is his ability to come off that deep ball if it's not there and see what's underneath see okay they took away my first read let's go to two okay two may not be there let's go to three. i think his poise in the pocket and ability to kind of hang in and make something happen is, is it means the world to this offense this next one comes from Harrison244. They say, this team has so much more pop when MJ's in there. I feel like we have a chance to beat anyone in the ACC if we play our best now. Well, Harrison, I think we're going to find out exactly what that looks like on Saturday night. We mentioned yeah. uh, in the episode yesterday, Duke has the top pass defense in the ACC. Still some, still some questions on if their quarterback, Riley Leonard, is going to play. We'll touch on that again 
here in a little bit, but Duke has been, for all intents and purposes, one of the better teams in the ACC thus far. At this point, whether you believe they are for real or not, they are a good team. And NC State's going to have to show up. MJ Morris is going to have to show up in his first ACC road game, might I add. And this is a tough task at hand. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I agree. I've said this before multiple times going forward since MJ has been named a starter. Every game on the schedule left is winnable. It's also losable. Yes. Almost every game on the schedule left is losable as well. We got to show up, got to prepare the right way, got to do the right things, but you're absolutely right. Again, the highest, the highest point production of the season. We had five games under Brennan, one under MJ. The, the season high belongs to the guy with the one. So, you know, with, and, and that's not to slide or shade Brennan at all, but it's, it's the objective truth that 48 is 48 is 48. And I wouldn't exactly say it's a coincidence. Either. Really nothing else to disprove here after what we just saw last weekend. Our best quarterback option is now at quarterback. So now we go. Now if we can put together complete performances, you really feel like we can compete with nearly anyone in the ACC. Next one comes from Wolfpacker. They say, I thought we would have won easily last week. And except for giving up those easy 14 points, I think we did for the most part. First time in a long time, it was close at the end, but I was never concerned. Riley Leonard's backup may be capable, but what are the chances Duke has two ballers on their squad? Teams like Duke are lucky when they can have one main guy, i.e. Jones, Riley, etc. Due to Duke's very good defense, this may be a bit lower scoring game, but I still think we pull it out 20-10. to 10. Kind of touching on one of our defensive keys that we'll get to in just a bit, I do see this as a bit of a lower scoring game, and operating under the idea that Riley Leonard will not play, there will be a lot of pressure on their backup quarterback and Henry Bielan, the fourth. I've seen some good things from tape. It's just spring ball tape, a little bit of high school tape. Facing an, a defense like NC State is a whole other ball game. So it's uh, there's, there's a lot of unknown coming into this game. But if you operate under the idea that Riley Leonard will not play, or at least will be maybe hindered a lot by that high ankle sprain, then you do kind of get the idea that NC State has an advantage here going into this one. Again, you you hit the nail on the head, Grayson. This is this game here is is going to be a, a true test of wheels. And Duke is a very good team defensively. Very good team defensively. If we play the way we did last week in terms of some of the sloppiness with turnovers, we're gonna have some problems. We're gonna have some very serious problems. I think this is gonna be a game of who can win the field position battle who can make those pivotal first downs when it matters most, who can make that one little play that like, you know, it seems like a small thing, but that first that you picked up led to much greater things. I feel like it'll be one of those games. And we agree. It will. I think it'll be a low scoring slugfest. Next one comes from Mr. Big Bad Wolf 81. They say, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid again. Hey, we <laughs> use tight ends and we beat an undefeated team. Mismatches on the field will win us ball games. Speed and or size take us to the house and hugging Mr. Wolf. Hug Mrs. Wolf next time. Yes, we've been screaming about this on this program for weeks now. You've got to get your tight ends involved. The tight ends can be a major key to further unlocking this offense. If you insert a Juice Farine, if you get a Chris Tootle involved, if you see more of what we just saw from Trent Pennant, we can put together a scoring machine here running into the second half of the season. And putting on an offensive display similar to what we saw last week, this week at Duke, that would make some sound waves in the ACC. Imagine uh, imagine NC State comes out and 
21 personnel, right? Or I'm sorry, 12 personnel, right? You see Michael Allen come out there and then you see uh, Trent Penix and Christopher Tudor, Trent Penix and Juice Vereen go out there, any combination of three with KC and Timmons, right? And they line up in the diamond formation and they get you to thinking it's heavy. It's going to be a run. It's going to be real, something real tight. And then all of a sudden they're going empty. Imagine that. Imagine what you're looking at there as a defense saying, not only do we have to account for KC, who we know is, is a very special young man at wide receiver. Not only do we have to account for Timmons, who we know can get downfield in a hurry, but now we've got to make sure that somebody is matching up with both Penix and Tootle or Vereen and Michael Allen. That's tough. That's that's a tough it, – it's a stress to put on the defense. It's a bind to put the defense in, which I think it's a great one to put the defense in, in my opinion. And then last one here from Dennis Holshue. He says, question – does Duke have the it factor that y'all talked about Marshall having? I believe it's a little bit of a different scenario here. Mm. Um, a lot of which is coming from the fact that Riley Leonard may or may not play. A lot of Duke's offensive identity comes from Riley Leonard. He is their yeah. leading rusher. Of course, he is their yeah. leading passer. Everything that they try to do is absolutely uh, coordinated through Leonard. So if he is not in there or if he's playing on effectively one leg, that drastically changes what Duke is going to look like Saturday. Spoke a little bit about their backup QB. He is capable to some certain extent. That extent, we don't exactly know. But he has a good arm. He can be mobile. How mobile can he be against NC State's defense? We'll see. We've struggled at times with mobile quarterbacks this year. So perhaps he would be able to find a little bit of success here. But Duke is a confident team. They've gotten yeah. off to a good start this year. They, there's a bit of buzz in Durham and not about the basketball team yet this year. It's about their football team. Again, they just had college game day there, what, two weeks ago? That was well-deserved. Mike Elko has those boys buzzing in Durham. And so, yes, they're going to be confident. They believe that they can handle us and then some Saturday night. So just like any other game, NC State has to show up and not play against NC State. I guess much more importantly so, because this is on the road, I think a lot of folks look at this as a bit of an auxiliary home game because it's only, what, 20 miles down the road. Duke is going to show up. Their fans are more than likely going to show up. NC State needs to show up, too. Absolutely. Does Duke have the it factor that we talked about with Marshall? It's either going to be a really hard yes or a really hard no. They have that thing yeah. in them to where they they know how to close out games for the most part. They've shown that. However, I'm not sure if coming off a bye week and potentially missing your QB1, you still have that thing about you. You still have that air about you that, hey, we're down five points, got to drive the length of the field in a minute, we can do it. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if that's there. And even beyond that, I think a large part of the it factor is not just being undefeated. It's kind of that sense of whatever happens, we're going to win this game. Whatever happens, we'll work it out. I'm not sure if you can say that that team has that without Riley Leonard. I, I'm not 100% sure you can say that. With Riley Leonard, yes, they have the it factor. They have that thing that's not quite quantifiable, but you can just feel it amongst the team when they're like, we, you know, I, I know that the fans chant this a lot, that whole, we believe that we will win. You can feel that energy in a team sometimes. And um, Duke had it for sure. I'm not sure if they still have without Riley Leonard, but I, I will a thousand percent say they had it. You often hear people say one guy is not the entire team. And in this case, it's still true. But again, 
this team is heavily dependent on the skill and talent of Riley Leonard. So if he's not able to be 100% or in this game at all, I think I would slide advantage to NC State, despite Duke having that it factor that we've mentioned here, Dennis. Up next, we're going to get into Kenton's keys for this Duke game after a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. Yes, that's right. $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, we have a big-time showdown with Duke and Durham on Saturday night. How is NC State going to pull this off on the road? We got the keys. Here we go. Number one, take care of the ball. Minimize turnovers. Last week, we saw three turnovers happen. And the reality is, if you turn the ball over three times against this Duke team, we'll be limping out of Wallace Wade with a very heartbreaking loss. This is a game that is winnable. Let Duke beat you if you are to lose. Let Duke be that good, show up that much, ball out in that way where you're like, hey, we got to tip our cap and get ready for the next game. Don't have a game where you look up and you're like, what were we doing, man? What were we really going for there? So uh, that's the first key, minimize the turnovers. Robert and I, offensive coordinator, sent out an invitation. Okay. He sent out an invitation and said, the invitations are there whenever anybody wants to Join the join KC and being effective, you know, be relevant when your numbers called, I believe the phrase was. And I, with that being said, I need all of our pass catchers, not just the wide receivers, the tight ends as well. All of our pass catchers that are not named Kevin Concepcion to combine for 150 yards and one touchdown. Why do I say this? Duke is going to focus all of their energy on that freshman. He's going to be bracketed. They're going to look at him. With all, they're going to throw all types of different looks at him. They're going to do everything in their power to say, if anybody beats us on that offense, it ain't going to be number 10. It ain't going to be – they may run a, a zone, a true zone, with one guy dedicated man locked on him. That's how good he is, right? You're still running whatever it is, cover two, cover three, whatever it is, still cover four, still running it. You just make sure, hey, we may, we need him. Uh, manned up when we run this. So everybody else, come with me. Make something happen. Make something shake. If one guy is getting double, again, football is a game of numbers. If one guy is getting double, Grayson, what does that mean for everybody else? Somebody's open. Somebody's got one-on-one coverage. Get your behind open. And not only get open, make the catch. Not only make the catch, make a little something shake after the catch. That is the charge for all of the pass catchers not named Kevin Concepcion. Tight ends, wide receivers, please, we need at least 150 in a tutty uh, in order to put us in positive territory in this game. Contain the beast. Dwayne Carter is the Jabberwocky, the Bandersnatch, the whatever animal you want to call him. The boy is just something different on the inside, okay? Now, here's the thing about Dwayne Carter that most people may not realize. During the 2022 season, 
Dwayne Carter, I want to say, had, I believe it was five and a half for six sacks, something along those lines, right? Now, Grayson, do you know what their record was when he had a sack last year? They were five and one in games where he had a sack. Five and one. I want you to think about that for a second. Whenever he gets home, he affects the game in a positive manner. NC State needs to be cognizant of that and say, if we contain him, we put ourselves in positive plus territory. We put ourselves in the territory that we need to be in. If you look at him from this year, it is a very similar situation in terms of game by game by game, he's been held off the board in terms of sacks, and we need to continue that. We need to continue that. I know that some people are going to look up and say, well, keeping him off the board in sacks means that Obey is going to be one-on-one with our tackles. Good. Go win. Go win. But tackles, y'all got to go win at eventually, and this is that moment. I really enjoyed the invitation from offensive coordinator Robert and I on Tuesday. And, again, I don't think this was a dig at all. It was more so additional motivation, just a slight push forward for everyone else not named uh, Kevin Concepcion. Now, if KC wants to show up and go for 150 and one by himself, by all means. But again, Duke will have a very concerted effort to take him out of this ballgame. So what does that mean for everyone else? We need others to step up in this game. We're looking at guys like Bradley Rosner. You're looking at guys like Julian Gray. Michael Allen in the backfield just had a great game. Well, I'll extend this even to the running back room. Michael Allen and Delbert Mims both had great games last week. We're going to have to be aggressive on the ground again this week against Duke. The tight ends had great success from Trent Penix. Keep that going. This Duke secondary has been so good so far this year. You got to take it to them. And so it's going to take all hands on deck to ensure that we're not being reckless with the ball and we're making plays when we get into open space. I think that is, that's the biggest emphasis here for these offensive keys. And I, I want to I wanna make something else clear about NC State and about this game and about the offensive keys here. In terms of, hey, the players need to show up outside of Kevin Concepcion, the pass catchers, right? Trent Pendix last week had 99 receiving yards on the game. Do you know the next highest receiving total by any receiver not named Concepcion this year? Okay, because he had 102, Pennix had 99. In any game, I feel like this is a juice verine here. Is it 65 against Notre Dame? Yes, sir. That's Boom. it. That's it. Nobody has done more. Nobody has produced more in terms of a single game that is not named Kevin Concepcion. It's been um, Kevin Concepcion, and it's been um, it's been Trent Pennix last game. And other than that, we have gotten, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's been a struggle. It's well, been a struggle. I, I do think there's a little bit of a disclaimer on that, being that we had a lot of struggles and throwing the ball regardless. But yeah, yeah. I the point that. still stands. The point absolutely still stands. We need more from everyone else in this offense to truly develop into something here moving into the second half. Yeah, and apologies, apologies. I'm sorry, Grayson, you were technically wrong. Uh, We forgot about Julian Gray against VMI. Two receptions, 80 yards. Ah, okay. So that's that's the only one to beat. Julian Gray was the only guy to beat Juice Vereen there. But my point still stands in that we have an offense that has, we can throw multiple looks at teams. We can get really freaky with this thing and say, hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and go empty with two wide receivers and three tight ends. You know why? 
because you think, well, that eliminates the run game. You sure about that? We got a guy named Julian Gray in the backfield that, you know, if we so wanted to, we could use him on the jet sweeping. Boom. Here you go, brother. A little tap pass. Here you go. Make it happen. This is a punt return all over again. And I feel good about that. So, you know, that's that's just where this team can do a lot of looks, do a lot of different things. We are talking about ways to get creative and have more guys accept the invite. Invite more people to the party at night. I promise you, you'll get more people showing up. Now we're going to jump to the other side of the ball and talk about our defensive keys. Absolutely. This game is going to be a race to 21, in my opinion. Hold Duke to 20 or less. At the end of the day, if we hold Duke to 20 or less and we lose this game, I'm not blaming the defense in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just don't see it happening unless Polino has an absolute meltdown. Polino is Duke's kicker. Uh, unless he has an absolute meltdown and misses a bunch of chip shots and they still put up 20 because then you're giving the offense a bunch of long fields. But I, if we hold this offense to 20 or less, we'll be just fine. The second is to keep them behind the sticks. I don't care if Riley Leonard's in the game. I don't care if the backup's in the game. By the way, it's going to be the backup, but you didn't hear that from me. I don't care who's going to be in the game. Keep them behind the sticks. Duke is predicated not on having excellent skill skill players that you look at and you're just like, oh, they're going to dazzle. They're going to put on the show. They're going Every time you look up, you're looking at the back of a new uh, Duke receiver's helmet. They're not that team. They are physical. They pound you in the mouth. They are going to have you time and time again going, hey, we're coming. Every play, no frills, downhill. We're going to run this ball at you. You know what stops teams from running the ball? Second and nine, third and eight, third and six, second and seven. Well, second and seven, you could run the ball, but you get the point. Keep them behind the sticks. If they average less than four yards on first down, we'll be just fine. And last, two turnovers or returns that put us in a plus territory. Now, this one, I'm going to define plus territory as our own 40 or forward. I say that because I still want to make this thing easy on MJ. I know that this is going to be a field position game. This is going to be a tough, grind it out. Somebody has got to get into the end zone, gnashing the teeth kind of game. Okay? And with that being said, if we can put – this offense in positive territory twice, I think we can get the job done. Yeah, so with these being defense and special teams keys, I'm going to add in a little bit of a special teams key. I think our kicker, Braden Narvison, could play a major role in this yeah. game. Duke's defense has been pretty solid this year. MJ Morris, what we saw last week was excellent. You have to expect a little bit, a, a slowing down against a better defense here, especially on the road right. too. I'm expecting a very close game, whichever way it goes. Special teams could end up being the, the final say in this game. I would say outside of the, the, the finish up at Virginia, Braden Arvison has had a fairly stress-free season at kicker yeah. for NC State. I truly think that that can only go on for so long. I think this game could come down to Narvison in the end, and so it'll be crucial that he hits whatever he's asked to clean up here at potentially the end of this game. If Narvison shows up in a clutch moment here, you know, I'm not saying he'll be a legend in Raleigh, but he won't have to buy a beer at Carolina Ale House on uh, Western or on Falls and News for quite some time. Not Western. What's that? What's that street downtown? Cap, not Capitol. Glenwood. Glenwood. I don't know how I forgot Glenwood. He's not going to have to buy a uh, – I, I see that. Don't spend too much time down there. I'll just you know say I mean? you forgot Glenwood because <laughs> you spent too much time at Glenwood. <laughs> don't, spend too much, don't spend too much time down there. But anyway. 
Um, he is, you know, he'll he'll be, you know, stamped as as somebody that's pretty important to this program. And I'll tell you what, the positive momentum of beating Duke going forward for the rest of the season for this team, massive, colossal, if you will. You know, I, I said a couple weeks ago that it felt like the Louisville game would be a hinge point of the season, whether it goes up or down from there. I think yeah. after this shift to MJ at quarterback, this Duke game becomes a second hinge point. We're going into a bye after this game. You got Clemson at the end of the month. This could be a humongous game in terms yeah. of implications for the rest of the season. And so got to have it. Absolutely got to have it, especially taking advantage of potentially a situation where Duke is not at full strength. NC State has to have this game on the road. Up next, we're going to finish this thing out with our final thoughts and predictions for the Duke game after a quick word from our sponsors. Our second sponsor of the day is LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Then use simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Rounding out our Thursday episode with our final thoughts and predictions for this road game up in Durham. Kenton, I'll let you go first. Give me your final thoughts and a final score. Final thoughts. Duke's defense is legit, but so is NC State's, right? We, we look at this defense and, you know, I couldn't believe this when I saw this today. We are first in the ACC in sacks, sixth in the nation. First in the ACC in terms of third down defense getting off the field, 14th in the nation. Second in interceptions, 19th in the nation. Peyton Wilson is the first in the ACC in tackles, fourth in the nation. Red Hibbler is fifth in the, in the ACC in sacks, 21st in the nation. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. This is going to be ugly. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be a squabble in Wallace Wade. It's going to be, you know, a lot of people say football is an organized gang fight. Well, guess what? That's what this one is going to be. It's going to be some violence. It's going to be some scrums. It's going to be all the things. But with that being said, I've got my quarterback versus any other quarterback in the ACC right now. I've got my quarterback. I believe in him. I believe Anai is finally going to start cooking. I think Doran's finally going to take his hands off the wheel and say, Anai, this is your car. Drive this thing where you need it to go. I think NC State wins a close one, 21-17. Okay, again, second straight week in a row. We're off by just a couple points here. This is a tough road matchup for NC State. Again, a lot of folks see this as a bit of an auxiliary home game. Maybe. I expect a decent amount of red in the stands, but – Duke is simply a good team. They are. They got overlooked a bit in the preseason, and I implore everyone not to overlook them now. They're technical. They're disciplined. They're well-coached. They're physical. And in the preseason, I actually picked Duke to win this game. Not anymore. 
This is before Riley Leonard got hurt. I think he makes up the majority of their offensive identity. Again, operating under the impression that he will not be there, or if he is, he's not at 100% capacity. I like the task at hand for Tony Gibson in the defense. I like MJ Morris getting his feet wet on the road for the first time in the ACC. A little bit of a lower scoring affair like Kenton, but I have NC State by a score of 23-17. to That'll do it for us here on Thursday. Again, keep in mind that we have another Locked On crossover episode with J.J. Jackson of Locked On Blue Devils coming to you on Friday. Should be a great one. We're excited to get that out to you all. Again, we will be going live post-game from Wallace Wade on Saturday evening. Make sure to join us there. Comment, like, and subscribe. Get these numbers up. Get your comments in the box. We will respond to all of those. We will see you tomorrow on Friday. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.